The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a wonderful Wednesday here from the Star in Frisco as we preview the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, live from the SWBC studios with Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker, and Chris Beam. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us. Gentlemen, when we walked into this studio today, uh-huh. Isaiah looked at me. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And he had this half a finished bottle of of, of turnip. Turnip is a great yeah. way to put it. Yeah, What's the sponsor? Be careful. Yeah, exactly. That's I'm not going to say. Turnip, yeah. I'm not going to say the sponsor because <laughs> it was. I don't think it's anything really even a big name. We're about to go crazy, boys. People yes. in the fitness industry yes. know the, the name, but mm. uh, he, he gave it to me and was like, "Finish it." That's right. And it's it's, it's supposed to be like pre workout, like <laughs> I am like my brother's keeper. Up tick mm-hmm. and yeah. I finished it. So let's see. This is a this is a social experiment happening right before your very eyes. Frank the Tank? I finished it yeah. probably three minutes ago. I chugged it all in one sitting. He definitely has about 11 minutes left before he just starts doing before cartwheels. So let's <laughs> Things start popping like scanners. <laughs> let's see what happens here over the next 15 minutes. You're already, already kind of like a little, little jittery to me a little Am bit. Am I? Yeah, a little bit. It's rough. He's going to be nah, the, it's probably the Triple I'm H gift. <laughs> We're going off the rails here, buddy. <laughs> I, it's probably because I'm nervous. About what I just put into my growling. body, he's gonna start growling in a minute. Mm. Isaiah's a if big you see him dude. run to the bathroom, we know why. Mm. <laughs> it's time to play the game. <laughs> yes, gentlemen, how are we doing? Doing fantastic. Good. Got to keep an eye on you, but we're doing well. <laughs> no, I'm I'm nervous. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. we're gonna see how it's going because Isaiah can handle that stuff. He's got mm. the the body mass to do it. I'm just I'm over here in the corner. Yeah, you really did go bottoms up on it too. I like yeah. Are you struggling? You took it like morning? a man. Are you tired? No, I feel. I actually feel fine. You didn't need a jolt. It's a you big just, work day. Man. I've been up okay. for a little bit. I got my coffee in this morning early. I don't even have it with me. My black rifle. I had it at home it, this morning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good stuff. Pookie yeah. from New Jack City. Just be calling me. <laughs> so, Cowboys Eagles. Mm. One of the biggest divisional matchups that we've seen in quite some time, and we'll talk about that coming up in a minute. But Rob Phillips hit us with some news and notes early on. Cowboys back on the practice field. Yes, back to practice. A uh, couple news and notes. Micah Parsons, Defensive Player of the Week for Finally. the NFC. About time. Finally. Right? He's only haters. been the best player in the NFL defensively maybe the entire league. Yeah. Say that again? Micah Parsons. Mm. What was the part after that? He's only been the best defensive player in the in the NFL Woo! this season. Maybe the entire pound-for-pound player, period. And early. he really deserved this one because he did play three-plus quarters with a groin injury. Yep. And we'll see what his status is today, how much work he gets done. I think they feel pretty good about him playing this week. Um, one roster move, practice squad addition at the tight end position. Seth Green, mm-hmm. former Houston Texan, former – I think he's from Allen, just up the road here. Yeah. Went to Houston for college. Uh, he takes the spot of Tucker Addington, the second long snapper that they had on the practice squad last week. 
they're pretty banged up at tight end. We know that. Dalton Schultz only played 10 snaps. Mm-hmm. That uh, PCL injury flared up on him in the game. Um, Jake Ferguson was on the injury report last week. Right. Sean McCune's been banged up at times. Yep. Uh, they they need depth at tight end, so that's something to watch. <laughs> I could eat some peanut butter, and, and I'll, oh, I, you I'll make weight. You'll be right back at it? <laughs> I'll be right back to Bit it. Minimum. Just saying. Give it minimum. 1.2. Call <laughs> your boy. Call me now. <laughs> if you end up getting the vet minimum and you sign as a tight end over there, I, I think we need a, a portion of that. Oh, we need man, to you guys, I got you guys, man. cut Facts. a check. You tell we need to make it work. Man. So I, I was talking with some of the staff last week prior to the game, mm-hmm. and they were saying we, we maybe shouldn't have played Dalton Schultz as much as we did in the, in the Washington game. Maybe we shouldn't have played him as much, but he's good to go. This is going to be fine. He's he's back to back to being healthy, back to being ready to go. And then, like Rob just said, ten snaps, PCL flares up, and they had had some some things drawn up at, at a couple of times for Peyton Hendershot, for Jake Ferguson, as guys in the receiving game. It didn't really work out because, like we talked about, nobody outside of CeeDee Lamb and uh, Noah Brown had a reception. But it, it's interesting to me to think now that Dalton Schultz is out. Do they really have a struggle for a wide receiver, or at least a pass catcher, I should say, at tight end? Because Ferguson hasn't necessarily shown it yet as a pass catcher. Hendershot has the ability, but he's been limited to this point. I'm going with Peyton Hendershot. Yeah. That's what I call him, Hendershot. Um, you know, Schultz, we talked about this when Schultz initially got injured. PCLs, they need rest to heal. He missed only one game. We also discussed why he would try to manage through the pain and get back. Obviously, he's under a franchise tag. He's got the two young gunners behind him, Ferguson and uh, Hendershot. You know, okay. But that said, he re-aggravates. Fergie's dealing with a little something, although Fergie did play in 64% of the snaps, but he missed a practice because of a knee injury. Uh, Hendershot, right now, outside of the new addition Seth Green is your only fully healthy tight end and he's proven that he can make plays down the field so mm-hmm. does he need to improve in his his run blocking yes he does but as far as being able to separate and I said this before when it comes to Hendershot there is not a tight end on this roster there's not a tight end on several rosters that can separate the way that young man can separate that his, his way he breaks out of routes and his feet his quickness he separates like a receiver. If he ever truly adds run blocking and pass blocking to his to his arsenal, he he's going to be dangerous. But in the immediate, it has to be Hendershot if you're trying to find another uh, receiving weapon for Cooper Cup and then eventually Dak Prescott. I don't disagree with you. I just think that you Cooper know, as Rush. we mentioned, by the way, that's a Cup. Yeah, yeah. That's okay, okay. I need some of that. He probably do that. Yeah, too. you want some I need, of that? I need some yeah, of that. Cooper Cup can come in and throw too. Cooper Rush. I don't disagree with you. I actually agree with you 100. percent the only problem is, as I mentioned yesterday, Kellen Moore is going to have to open up this playbook. Mm-hmm. The number one priority has been keeping Cooper Rush safe and protecting him, which is why you haven't seen a whole lot of successful passes going on because these guys have been staying in to block. A lot of the p- passes that are going down the field are high-precision passes. There's been some drops, too, on some of the balls that he has right. delivered. Mm-hmm. But there's not a lot of high-precision passes because you're having to try to push things down the field for when you do take your shots, you're blocking it up and trying to ensure that he has the time to deliver the ball uh, with, with high accuracy. To get back to Dallas's offense, yes, they checked one box last week by rushing the ball over 30 times. That's freaking awesome. Okay, Now we know what comes off of that. 
play action comes off of that. Are you willing to let these tight ends now that are banged up, right, and let Hendershot get out in routes at the exposure, the possible risk of Cooper Rush being under pressure? That's the question that they're going to be posed with because that is the response that they they need in order to generate some offense here. You can't just run the ball and run two-man concepts. It's it's not a thing. It's not a, it's not a thing unless you just simply just wipe everybody off the planet with your running game, which I don't think we're there yet. I think they were persistent last week, yeah. but they're not to the old Dallas Cowboys where you just hand the ball off and just and just beat them down the entire game. They're going to have to get out and run some routes, and and to do that, you're going to have to risk Cooper Rush being under pressure against this front, which is maybe the best total front they've will have faced this this whole year. Tom Pelissero, Pelissero mm. from NFL Network, who's also plugged in around here, said Schultz didn't have a new injury or damage. As long as he gets through the week, he should be good, good to go on Sunday. That's something to watch, though. Like I don't know if it's as severe as the PCL that Zeke had last year, but think about how limited Zeke was the whole yeah. year. Like Nosey just said, it requires rest, and there's no rest. I mean, you get a bye week here in about three weeks, but other than that, you got to keep going. So he's going to try to play through it. I'm sure, but uh, yeah, could be Hendershot, Ferguson, and you know you're probably looking at potentially calling up Seth Green or McCune if he's good to go too. Right. So. I just I don't I don't like. It's never a good thing for somebody who's been injured a lot. Okay, it's never a good thing when somebody does something in football and then stops and looks at the body part that's actually bothering them. Like mm. you try to shake it off and you're like, oh man, that. Something is right. You know what I'm saying? You right. go to the sideline, talk to the trainer, talk to the doctor. Body language. Yeah. But when you stop and you start, like, messing with your knee and looking at it like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what's going on in here? You wish you had x-ray vision. because you're Do what I want. Talking that, to it. That scared me. I remember we were in the studio watching it. He stopped his route, and he's just, like, looking at it. He's messing with his knee. And I'm like, ooh, it's not good. It's yeah. not good. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that the reports are, are true. But it's, it's, it doesn't give you a sense of hope, and, and I hate that for him, especially this year. This is a huge year for him. Not only was it a big hit for Dak to go out because he is Dak's guy, and he's his Dak's you know security blanket. We thought that he would be Cooper Rush's security blanket. We found out that Noah Brown is his security blanket. So not only did he have that big hit in terms of Dak not feeding him the ball for this long duration of time. Now he's hit with an injury. It's a double whammy and for him. And kind of going back to what you said um, a few episodes ago, Dalton Schultz is, is definitively Dak Prescott's guy. But now when Dak comes back, you were asking if Dalton's going to get his targets. Not healthy enough. Logically, yes. But he's not healthy, yep. so maybe not. Mm. So, mm. you know, it's not looking too promising for Schultz unless he can kind of heal up on the job, but we've seen uh, as recently as Ezekiel Elliott in 2021, healing up on the job when it's a, yeah. a, a sprained PCL, it just, those two things don't marry well. And this is why guys hate the franchise tag. Oh, no doubt. No, it's yeah. true. This is why when you when the <laughs> no. fans out there are like, oh, just go out there and sign the contract. You're make, about to make all this money this one year. This is why, people. I mean, it's guaranteed and contracts year to year are not guaranteed, but you get that lump sum mm-hmm. of guaranteed money that is a lot more than ten point nine million or yeah. whatever he got. Yeah. So if you, yeah. if you don't think that he's losing money right now, no, he's he at the moment he's he's losing future revenue at the Jesus. moment. Well, because you think about it, if you come back next year, the Cowboys could tag him, but with his production this year, or at least the injuries, they probably won't. They're not going to go and yeah, spend could, 10. Could, 9 say, million. You know, he, he can't come There's close no to the numbers of last year. Yeah. yeah, unless he just goes off on a, 150 he's got a, again. Yeah, yeah, full Kelsey, you know like full Kelsey. He's, so, he's, he's still so, never so. had a 100 yard receiving game in his career. 
He's never had one. So, to this point, even if he were to come in and explode, it would be for like eight catches, 80 yards, and maybe a touchdown. Maybe two, if he gets lucky. So. That it, that's Air not even explode. in terms. Yeah, in terms of the uh, the ceiling that we've seen from Dalton Schultz, he would have to really go off to yeah. even get close to the numbers he had last year, which is what he was pushing for contract wise. <sighs> anyways, you brought something up. Very, this is a league wide conversation, mm. but scoring is down in the NFL at the moment. You're at 42 points per game, which is about five or six points less than it is normally on average, and that's combined points per yeah, game, sure. not just per team. So scoring is down across the board in the NFL. And a big reason for that has been the the lack of play or the lack of effectiveness in offensive line play mm-hmm. throughout the season. Offensive lines, not only with the Dallas Cowboys, but across the league, have not been good. And that's a byproduct of college football and the way that the spread offense has gone for the last 10 to or five to ten years or so in college football, and now all those guys are making it into the NFL, and they're having to relearn the position. Yep. And doing it, doing it, uh, do it a different way. That's a good point. So, with that being said, we're seeing a lot of tight ends around the league having to max protect, having to come in and block more than being a receiver. Where it seemed like with the Kelseys and the Kittles and the the Wallers of the world, we're moving the tight end position into a pass catching heavy situation. Feels like this year that's reverted backwards. And you haven't seen those high-end tight ends. Even Kelsey the other day, he had four touchdown grabs. He had like five catches. catches Like, that was it. It was all in the red zone. That was the only time he was targeted. Is this a change in the NFL this year that we're seeing that's going to continue forward because of the lack of offensive line depth in the NFL and tight ends are having to make up for that? That's probably part of it. I think we're seeing it magnified here, and Isaiah spoke about it, just because of the situation the Cowboys are specifically in without Dak uh, and, and without Tyron Smith. And they have a young player at left tackle and Tyler Smith. I, I also think, I think defenses are just adjusting in general to what this style of offense, the more spread out stuff they're saying, okay, fine. I mean, we saw what the, what defenses did to the Cowboys last year, what defenses are doing to the best quarterbacks in the league at the Pat Mahomes, the Justin Herberts. It's like, fine, we're going to, we're going to zone it up. We're going to keep everything in front of us. We're not going to give you great stuff down the field. And it's forcing offenses to be more plotting and methodical. And it's not as fun. It's not as fun, but that's been the defensive adjustment. I think in general that we've seen from defenses around the league. And that's to me, that's one reason why scoring is down. And, and that does put more emphasis on your running game and having to be more effective that way to get yardage because this stuff over the top, it's kind of boring, but I mean, it's, it, in a in a league that that is tilted more towards the past, defense has got to do something. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, I have two things to say to that. One, that shirt is phenomenal. That, it's a great shirt. Oh well, that thank peach. you. Yeah. That peach, the way it just jumps off that blue, is just fantastic. It feels kind of makes your eyes fall, yeah, but I, I really I, brings I, out your eyes. Yeah, Rob. I just had oh, to thanks, put it out Rob. there. For yeah. Those that are just nice. listening to the audio only, check out the, the YouTube video. You got to <laughs> see Rob's shirt. It's just it's fantastic. Um, but Bobby, to that point, I, I think it's it, everything in the NFL and and. All you guys can agree, particularly Isaiah here, haven't played in the league. Everything is cyclical, right? Yep. So it went through a, a phase where offense was just shredding defenses just all over the place. You know, the, the rules helped legislate that into place as well. You can't really touch a, a quarterback. That's not that's a whole different conversation. Oh Chris you can't you can't put hands on receivers, et cetera, et cetera. So eventually what was going to happen is what we're seeing happening now is to Rob's point, defenses and defensive coordinators, they started to adjust. Front offices have started to adjust in, in whom they bring in personnel-wise via the draft and free agency to account for these high-powered offenses, the the Patrick Mahomeses of the world and, and, you know, Green Bay when Devontae Adams was there, those types of offenses. But 
And so, yes, to answer your question, it's going to, I believe, continue for the foreseeable future. But again, it's cyclical. Eventually, offenses will then adapt and then it will again become an offensive driven league. But for right now, it is. In fact Can that happen this year? Yeah. Uh, I don't know that it will happen as soon as this year because you, you're talking about defenses like the Cowboys, the 49ers. I mean, the Eagles, for example. I mean, there are several teams in the NFC alone that can shut down yeah. some of these high powered offenses. So I think it's going to take a couple more seasons or so before we see the, the needle start to move back in the opposite direction. Agreed. Agreed. Look at the Chargers even. Like, their defense, there's guys on every level of that defense, too. The Chargers are real defensively, and they're like the 20th-ranked defense in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, it happens, and it's not because it's their fault. They actually have decent numbers, but just defenses are starting to shift, and they're they're covering these tight ends. We talked about it last week with J. Ron Curse, eliminating tight ends. Eliminating good good time guys to, yeah. to to deal with. The Eagles got a tight end of their own that you got to look out for. Speaking We've got of cursing tight end. Yeah, <laughs> just trying to cancel some people out. Dallas Goddard and company coming uh, coming in hot at five and zero. We're going to preview the Dallas defense and how they're going to slow down that Philadelphia offense. Starting with the run game and the backfield for Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts and company. When we come back with more talking Cowboys. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweets says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Back 
to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, here from the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco. By the way, it's Wednesday. Miller Lite, proud to bring you the the Q Barbecue Fest Dallas, located at the Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium. Join your Cowboys from November 4th through the 6th for some of the best barbecue in the entire country. Woo! Get your tickets today at SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. That's Q Barbecue Fest. Oh, my. Tasty. Um, Q Barbecue Fest. Why do you have to do this whenever I'm trying to get ready for a wedding? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Well, the three days of your protein barbecue. Because, it's a bye week, you know. too. Your you, wedding that is, is the bye week. They're getting his protein up, so he because he's gonna have a little one on the way. Into whoa! Getting your protein. Whoa! Up. You heard it here first. Whoa! Whoa! Don't you breaking put that evil news. on me? <laughs> breaking news. Get his protein. That's up. not true. Okay, no breaking news. Nobody out there, <laughs> mom. Do not freak out. That's not happening. I promise. No gender <laughs> reveal right now. No. Those pre-air <laughs> the meetings are supposed to make it on air. <laughs> if you wanted a gender reveal, just look at Bob or look. At Rob's shirt. Look at oh, that. That's, that's, a, that's it a is, gender reveal. I'm a walking gender reveal today. Noise. But yeah, get, get your tickets for the Q me. Barbecue Fest. Isaiah and I will totally be out there. We'll make it work. Yeah, if I'm here, man, I'm there. Yeah, and this is, it is the bye week. You're going to be on bi- I'm Cabo. No, I'm trying to be on. No. Ro- you're going to be oh, on oh, Rob oh, P. Island. I'm trying to go to. I'm trying to go to this PBR, man. Oh, oh yeah, man, that's right. He's trying to get his rodeo. That's right. Rodeo on, man. Rodeo boy. All right. Eagles offense. 38 points in week one, 24 Mm. points in the next two weeks. They put up 29 against Jacksonville, and then last week they held on late against the Arizona Cardinals, 20-17 to is the final score. They are 5-0. Jalen Hurts and company look legitimate, but so does this Dallas defense. It's going to be fun. This is the matchup I think everybody will have circled, the Dallas defense versus the Philadelphia offense. Isaiah, your initial thoughts on what you're seeing from Philadelphia and how dangerous are they really – even based off of some of the schedule they've played so far. I feel like Bart Scott right now. Okay. Can't wait. <laughs> looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. These Can't guys, they're, everybody talks about their defensive line, and yes, their defensive line will not allow you to run the ball. That's concerning because they have the big boys in the middle, obviously with big – I call him Baby Davis. Big Baby Davis. I know that was a basketball player, but I'm going to call him Big Baby Davis. Um, and, and big Fletcher Cox. They got Hargrove in there. They got, I mean, they got, they got some dudes, right, in the middle that won't allow you – to really be as successful as you like to be on the ground game. We know that is very important for Dallas' success to be able to establish a ground game because they haven't been throwing the ball the way they've wanted to. So that's a little bit concerning. Their defense doesn't scare me. The Dallas' defense, Dallas's defense scares everybody, and they should. Philly's defense does not scare me, but they almost like they're patient. They're very patient. They just chill. They do what they're supposed to do. They don't necessarily make a big bunch of big splash plays unless you throw it up to them. Mm-hmm. If you throw it up, Slay, Gardner Johnson, all them guys, they're going to make you pay for it if you put it up in the air. If you try to run the ball on the ground, Fletcher Cox, Big Baby Davis, they're going to remind you that they're in there. We're, we're previewing Dallas defense versus Philly offense. I'm sorry, so. man. I, I pulled a piece. I, 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 I'm <laughs> all right, so all right, let's flip it to the other side. You Dallas let him defense. the pre-workout. No, 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 no. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you should have had the whole thing. <laughs> so. Dallas' Dallas's defense, 
is very is very explosive in a sense that these guys will try to get after uh, obviously the offense of Philadelphia, but Philadelphia has a lot of options that they provide and a lot of leverage problems. Mm. Dallas's advantage is that they're so explosive and they make big plays and that their personnel groupings can obviously take advantage of that of Philly, even though they have some dudes. Dallas is Dallas has better personnel matchups overall. The thing that concerns me is that they're so overly aggressive. Not from the sense of Dan Quinn putting them out of position in terms of blitzing and things of that nature, but from the sense that these guys like to make plays. And that's an amazing thing, as we've seen this year, until you start having leverage problems, until you're slowed down by the options that Philadelphia provides in terms of the RPO. And most people think RPO, I'm either going to run the ball or I'm going to pass it in one place. No, 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 no. Philadelphia's RPO is I can run the ball right here because we have the numbers in the box and we have bigger guys on your smaller guys and we have six for six, five for six, whatever it might be, right? They feel good about their in-the-box running scheme. So they can do that. That's a run option. Or they can run it with Jalen Hurts. That's another option. Or we have three guys out to the bunch up top and we can run a screenplay because we have three guys blocking your two guys. Or we have Dallas Goddard down here and he's matched up. You know, him and A.J. Brown have one-on-one matchups and we can run a screen down here as well. They put your defensive ends, your outside linebackers at a disadvantage because they put you in no man's land. Whatever decision that you would like to make from your defensive position, they can make you wrong. Even though you're doing your assignment, you're doing what Dan Quinn told you to do, but they still can make you wrong because they have three or four options that they can go with based upon the look that you give. So that's the problem, and that's the thing that's concerning to me because like, even if Dallas does what they're supposed to do defensively, you still could be in a bad predicament. I'm going, to, I'm going to let Rob take it next because I, I, I did some homework on the Eagles specifically Monday night and then again last night, and I got some some numbers here that I want to toss out. So. Okay, yeah, just real quick to piggyback on what Isaiah said. If you go back and watch this Cardinals game, they, they, didn't, they didn't blow you away offensively. They had 20 points in the game. But like you said about options, like if you want to load up up front against them, there was a lot of screen action, stuff. a lot, lot of stuff that got her quick outside, and he's, he can get yak for you. We know about Devontae Smith. We know about A.J. Brown. I, I just think we were asked the question, I think, on Fan Tuesday by a fan, like can, can the RPO stuff in the run game slow down yep. the Cowboys' rush? And in some sense, yes, it can. That's what, that's what RPOs are designed to do. They're designed to make you freeze for a split yes. second, figure out what you're supposed to do. So I do think that is a concern because they're so good at it, and Hertz is so good at it, and Hertz has also become just a better overall passer too, as part of that threat too. He no. is he has really developed. I've I've been a fan of his since he came in the league. I know some people haven't. Um, I'm but, one of those people. I'm not a crazy Hertz fan. Well, they've done, I think he can win, but I don't think he's a great quarterback. Let's they, just put it that way. They've done a hell of a job designing an offense around, around his yeah, strengths. I would agree with that. But he's also he's just impressed me since Alabama. Just he constantly gets better. He's such a pro. Uh, but they have such, and, and they've done such a good job of adding players. I mean, AJ Brown is is a great addition to this defense or offense. So, I, yeah, the, the RPO stuff. I'm curious where Micah Parsons goes because both these games last year were blowouts. Um, not everybody played in the final game in Week Three. It was a Cowboys blowout, and they barely Eagles barely ran the ball because it was such a lopsided game. Is it better for Micah to play on the edge, or? play off the ball, and be able to survey survey things a little bit more. To me, that's part of the chess match, too, that I want to see. Okay, so here's some science 
on <laughs> on the Eagles. Um, yes, science. And, and yes. The more I dug into this this team, the the less impressive they became in one particular aspect, and that's the passing game. You you have to love how they've designed their offense as far as personnel wise. You know, uh, they went and got. Uh, AJ Brown. And it's crazy because their offense is is eerily similar to to Dallas's when Dak is in the mix, right? Because AJ Brown is the same build and type of player as Michael Gallup for the most part. Don't, don't do that. I, I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, Devontae Smith, CeeDee Lamb have the same skill set. You know, shifty guys mm-hmm. can make uh, plays. Um, but I heard the, the word explosive keeps getting thrown around, right? And I was guilty of it as well until I started really digging into them on Monday. Hertz has only four touchdown, four passing touchdowns, and he has two interceptions. Cooper Rush has four touchdowns with no interceptions. That means Hertz is on pace for less than fourteen touchdowns this season to seven interceptions. Like that, mm-hmm. those are bad numbers. Mm-hmm. That's that's not even par. Like that's subpar mm-hmm. in passing. Um, zero passing touchdowns in three of their five games. Three of their five games, Hertz has not been able to find a receiver in the end zone, be it Goddard or Brown or Devontae Smith or mm-hmm. whomever. It's so lopsided, and this is what I was referring to uh, during the break. It's it's so lopsided. They they are explosive as a run offense. Mm-hmm. Explosive. You got to contain that. But as a passing offense, they are so not great mm-hmm. as far as pay dirt. What they do well is what it kind of matches what the Cowboys allow to be done. Cowboys like Ben don't break. Mm-hmm. They rack up, they being the Eagles, they rack up a lot of yards in between the red zones and yak. Goddard, for example, mm-hmm. 200, uh, what is it? Yeah, Goddard has 280 yards after the catch. Yeah. He leads all NFL players He's in there. He's that. This is going to segue to, uh, we'll get the key matchups later in the week, but a, one of my matchups to watch is going to be Curse versus Goddard. And, you know, we said on Media Match, they were asking, well, well, you know, how do you stop Hurts in the run game? Well, what you do is, for me, you don't blitz. You uh, you assign your three or four man front to win their um, their matchups as they have been, and then you keep a particular spy. But I don't think to answer your question, I wouldn't use Mike as the spy coming off of a groin injury because first of all, I wouldn't even let him practice this week. I said that in media match yesterday. DNP, 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 <laughs> or limited, limited, limited rehab, 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 and then hey, see you on Sunday. Yep. Um, but I still wouldn't use Micah there. I would use Anthony Barr because I love what I saw from Anthony Barr against the Rams as far as his sideline to sideline. I saw two separate occurrences where he knifed in on what do we just talked about? What the Eagles do well? Screen passes. Mm-hmm. Okay. On two separate occasions, Anthony Barr read, recognized, closed, knifed in, and blew up a, two screen passes. Right. One would have been a huge play by Tyler Higby. This is what you need from Barr in this particular game. And I think that's how you help contain a Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts beats you in this game by throwing 40 times but only rushing for 20 yards, then so be it. See you at AT AT&T in a few weeks. However, I don't believe Jalen Hurts can beat you by throwing 40 times and only rushing for 20 yards. So it's a very one-dimensional offense. It's just that that one dimension is explosive, but the Cowboys have the personnel to limit that. Really quickly, I wanted to add to a couple points you you had there from your your science lab. But Philadelphia, fourth in the NFL in rushing yards per game for 160 yards per pop. 
Then you've got their seventh in the NFL in passing yardage. So they're still pretty high up there in terms of throwing the football as well. If you wanted a comparison, Dallas is 15th in the NFL in, in rushing, and they're 27th in passing. So they get a lot of it's yards. It's yeah. yardage is different. You're yeah. right. And then you said Michael Gallup and AJ Brown. I just wanted to to debunk that one. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Michael not. Gallup's Those 200 pounds soaking wet. Two different and, weight room classes. And AJ Brown's yeah. 225. I don't yeah. mean on a bad day. I mean the way they play. They oh, play violent. I agree they play with physical. that. That's what I, I was going to add that to yeah, it. They're both guys I mean. that go and have that yeah, contested ball downfield. They can go up and make a grab. Different weight classes. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't say they have the same classes. mom. Yeah. I, I was, <laughs> I'll say they play the same way. I just sure wanted to get that out yeah. there before Twitter that's got out there. That's, that's, uh, that, that's a good point about Micah because Dan Quinn even told us on Monday they, they put him on the edge in part as a situational pass rusher in the second half because he was limited physically. Yeah. So we'll see how he does yep. this week. Hertz does average 8.5 yards attempt. That helps when you've got a Devontae Smith on your team. Yes. And you can you can press the ball down the field. He has six rushing touchdowns. That, there you go. Leads his team in it. Leads his team in it. He's right up there in terms of the NFL rankings and he averages over 13 yards a carry. He's their best ball carrier. Right. In fact, in, in a good offense of good ball carriers. He's averaging almost four and a half first downs per game on the ground. Why Jalen Hurts is? Why? What do you mean why? Because why? Why? Why does this happen? What's it? It's Tell always, always going to be a myriad. But go ahead. It's because of the fact that the defenders are left in no man's land. They, they are scheme. left in no. It's the scheme. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, like scheme. it's no matter if you're doing your assignment, mm-hmm. they make you wrong. They don't give a dog on how they get to the to the red zone. They don't give a dog on how they get to the end zone. They want to just. They are patient. Like there's not many teams in this league that are patient. These guys will jump, they'll run five screen plays in a row, different looks, totally different looks. They'll give it out to Goddard, they'll give it out to A.J. Brown, they'll give it out to Smith, they'll give it to Miles Sanders. They don't give a dog on, as long as they're beating you down, keeping your offense off the field. My fear, okay, I think Dallas defense is, is the best in the league, hands down, most explosive, most best personnel, all that jazz. However, these guys will test the run defense. Yeah, we keep talking about the run defense Being and have we been yeah. tested. This team, not the most traditional of run defenses, run offenses. Okay, and the reason why I say that is because they will rush the ball with Miles Sanders. They will run option with doggone Jalen Hurts. Or they'll use the screens as rushes. Look at the film and how many one-on-one matchups. These cornerbacks of the Dallas Cowboys are going to have to come up, and be win. physical, and win. Yeah. Not gonna be able to just come up and hit. Look how many break how many tackles they break out of out of screen plays. They they take hits all day long. Freaking Buddha Baker was coming up laying hat, and guess what? Not making a tackle. Mm-hmm. Right? Those so those those plays where they're one-on-one, AJ Brown, swole AJ Brown is out there lined up. <laughs> okay. AJ and he's out there one-on-one. You got a cornerback paying seven to eight yards off, and you throw it out to him, they are perfectly fine taking four yards from that. And using that as a run play. Mm. They don't need Jalen Hurst throwing the ball down the field. They don't care if Jalen Hurst throws the ball down the field. Their plan is to wear you down and have you so concerned and honed in on your assignments in terms of run defense that all of a sudden you start creeping up. And then what? Oh, crap. I forgot they had Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. That there he goes. Pass everybody. But see, not, I, they're, they're looking for that one or two right. plays. That's all they care about. Because in reality, everybody thinks that you have to have this amazingly explosive offense. You need two plays a game. But I, I just don't – to that point, let me address that point. I don't think Dan Quinn is going to creep up because Dan Quinn's offense is totally fine giving you the underneath, and then when you get toward the red zone, then he says, figure it out. I dare you to get into this end zone. And teams time and again cannot get into the end zone. Teams again, that man. can't run the ball. 
That's fair. So that's, yeah. that's, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. where I, that's where it's a little yeah. bit different. So trust me, I'm saying that I wholeheartedly face some good run games that haven't been good against you. I mean, Joe Mixon was tearing people up. Has, uh, has he did it has, this year? Yes, he has. He's been good this year. Joe Mixon's been running the ball. He's on my fantasy team. Yeah, he hasn't done crap. He's still fine. <laughs> is that he's what, on my is fantasy team. He's, he's, he's better, better, he's better I, than I, most I, of I the hear, league. I hear you, but I'm saying these. And again, I'm going to keep I'm saying I'm not saying it. the Rams gonna are keep, good. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm they're saying, not. There, there has not been a team. Antonio Gibson hasn't been Gibson this year. They're running there. They're off as they a line. They still ran for 150 against Dallas, Absolutely. though, to your point. But these, these are very traditional running teams. This and is and not I, I need I people to say, understand I, that. I, like, I'll, this I'll is, say this. It's different. It's not just line up, come downhill. I'm going to. I'm also yeah. Odigizua. I'm. I'm never yeah. Gallimore. I'm just going to come up here and just run you off the ball. These guys will use leverage, and if you choose one side, they're going the other way. Micah Parsons needs to play defensive end. Why? Because he needs to be able to take away the running game and be able to get out to the screen to stop that from coming from the inside out. That's where he needs to play this game. I have never said that in life. But this is the game that Micah needs to be on the edge. This is the game that Sam Williams needs to be on the opposite edge mm. because these guys need to be able to be able to condense they the doggone running game, running lanes yeah, yeah. and get out to the doggone screens because this team is going to screen Dallas to death. And I hope that these guys come up and hit and tackle because that is how they're going to be tested. I'll say this and I'll accentuate your point. It's it's not specifically just that the Cowboys have struggled because like like Kyle said, they've gone against some good run uh, running teams. Not the Rams, but some good running teams and Joe mm-hmm. Mixon, for example, and the Bengals. Um, but it's, and I've said this two weeks or so ago going into the game at MetLife, mobile quarterbacks, more specifically than the run attack, it's mobile quarterbacks that tends to give this team hell. Daniel Jones was, and he proved me right, he was giving them some hell. Hurts is infinitely more mobile and, and, those and are broken. And, and Danny, Danny Dimes hurt him on broken plays. Right. Right, These are right. going to be designed. So to to, to <laughs> like, accentuate your point, yeah, it's it's not simply the run uh, offense. It's the fact that it's a an extremely mobile quarterback, yes. and it's a quarterback that depends on his mobility to to defeat you. But then the, the the bread gets sliced both ways, right? Because while that's true, it's also true that it makes them infinitely more one dimensional. Mm. So. I didn't in that one dimension. There's there's levels to this, right? So in that one like, dimension, are you talking about like like Doctor Strange dimensions, or are we talking about like, like what, what dimension are we talking about? Multiverse? multiverse. I mean, because my biggest concern, it, it's, and people it's go a back and look at this, and, people, and we'll talk about this in film. I know we gotta go to break. Yeah, go back to go back on film again for Dallas mm-hmm. and look at the cutback lanes. Oh, there's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. That, against the Rams. Against, yeah. against, not yeah. even just the Rams. Yeah. Go back to New York. How did Spirit, Saquon yeah. Barkley break his run? So right. there was only been one running back mm-hmm. who's been capable of making that cut. Is that a product well, of that a, should have been. That was a broken – I mean, that was a missed tackle too. So For a reason. Yeah, I mean – For a reason. He's Saquon you had, Barkley. You had hands on him. I hear – Saquon Barkley. Yeah, that's what right? I mean. You know what I'm saying? So, not, so now you're talking him. about you – now you're talking about uh, Jalen Hurts who squats 600 pounds. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm just saying – there are some things that have shown up on film that you're going to have to sure up. Otherwise, this team will make you freaking pay. Is that a product of a defensive line that is so aggressive and yes, so quick? That's what I want to get to. I want to get to that. I want to talk to that when we come back because that's how the Giants had their yes. highest rushing attack so far. It was the edge. It was the edge outside the tackles. That's how teams have rushed against the Cowboys. Let's talk about this. Continue this on the other side of the break here on Talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. 
And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's on something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more. Essilor on Talking Cowboys. Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker, Rob Phillips, Kyle Yeomans. Let's continue this discussion. Let's do it. About the outside of the Cowboys defense. Okay. Outside the tackles. That's where they've been hurt. Mm-hmm. That's where New York hurt you. Whenever Washington had success, where did they hurt them? On the outside. No, the it was outside, outside the tackles. J- or what, what was it? J.D. McKissick. Mm-hmm. And then McKissick they had... Uh, Gibson. W- who was the third running back? Number 41. Was Robinson or... Uh, I can't even remember his name initially. No, Robinson but, wasn't in the game. Yeah. Whatever it was, he had a big reception on the outside. Williams. 41. Williams. Williams. So, how does Dallas... Take that aggressiveness that this whole defense is just mm. intertwined with mm. and then dial it back a little bit to make sure that they have the gap assignment and they're able to read these options well. They have to not be what they've been to date, unfortunately. They have to slow down. You have to slow down. Because if you're flying around the way that you've been flying around, you're not concerned about the what-ifs. If you're not concerned about the what-ifs, that's when you get bit. That's what this whole offense is structured around, slowing you down. Their offense that they have, 
it's been successful against some, not so successful against others. But I honestly think like this offense is made for the Dan Quinn type of defense <laughs> with the type of the Dan Quinn personnel. Like you exactly. want to you want to play fast, you want to get uphill, cool. Right? Come on, come on. Dan wants to get it come on. Come on. Yeah, Dan wants to get on. Get, Dan, Dan so wants to get it on. Dan's Mike Tyson. This is freaking Frazier. You know what I'm saying? Like, get it on. patient versus not patient. Like, so I, I think that the defensive end position specifically or outside linebackers, however you want to look at it, these guys are going to have to slow their roll. You're going to have to slow your roll and you're going to have to read. Not saying that these guys can't be themselves, but you can't play as fast as you've been playing from that position. Because you think about it, these guys have either been running to the sideline or they've been running downhill at the quarterbacks. Okay, They haven't had to be, oh, do I do I come downhill and take away the run? But if he, if I go down too much down the line of scrimmage, then Jalen Hurts is going to pull it. And then I also have to be concerned with if he might fake it, might pull it and throw it out to the tight end or the, or the, running, or the receiver out on the outside. So these guys got to make not only just one decision, they got to make between choose between one to three decisions on what do I do on any given play. The challenging spot for this defense is going to be the second level, mm-hmm. the linebackers, because the guards of the mm-hmm. offensive line for Philadelphia get up to the linebackers. And how do they do that? Because of the boxes that are formed, right, the alignments that are there. A lot of times if the guards are not – if they don't have anybody standing over them, they have an easy track straight up to the linebacker, Bar Vander Esch. You're going to have to have a game of your life because you're going to be stuck there trying to figure out what direction do I go. And you talked about it earlier, Robbie. That one little pause, mm. that one-second pause allows these guards to get up to the next level. And if they're able to do that and get their hands on you, it's trouble. So, Bar, Vander Esch, go hit the go hit your bench press, get your mm. narrow grip on, because mm-hmm. you're going to be punching people in the chest all day long. I just love this part of the conversation because I think all of us in some way, shape, or form, Kyle in the mailbag yesterday and us on, on social media, have tried to clarify this for fans. The issue with the run defense um, for the Cowboys, it's not the interior. It's not the interior. It's not the interior. Those that are having success against this defense on the ground, they're doing it on the edges, be it one game it might be the left edge, one game it might be the right edge. An example would be what Mixon was able to do uh, and his successful runs, the one that he got five or more yards on were towards the Cowboys' right side of their defensive line. I just pulled up Saquon Barkley. All four of his five or more yard runs were to the right side of the offensive line. He got stonewalled in the middle, stonewalled on the left. Mm-hmm. It's all, It seems like it's one or the other. So it's not the interior. Mm-hmm. It's the outside on any given week. But it goes to your, to your point linebackers have to remain disciplined and be ready to step up and support. And we can't stress it enough. That's what's going to help contain a guy like Jalen Hurts and and Miles Sanders because you're going to have to maintain your your mental discipline more than anything. Their whole goal, their entire goal is to make you think for that split second. And that split second makes you react in the wrong way or not react at all. And now – you're chasing your breath as far as chasing Hurts this direction or that direction. So this is going to be a, a big test for the linebacker core as far as can they support the Cowboys defensive line on the edges to stop the run. Before you throw it over to Rob P, one thing, I know we say not interior defensive linemen. I'm going to disagree in this game. The interior defensive linemen are going to have the game of their life because their centers do so much. Mm. Their center pulls, their center reach blocks. Kelsey's a little banged off. up, just by the way. Understood, understood. Yeah. But they're not going to change their scheme because of no. it, right? So it might be as yeah, less effective. What we talk about scheme versus I hear you, personnel. The, this center, but the interior defense, Osa, no, no, Gallimore, Tristan Hill, you're going to have to get vertical. Because this center is either going to try to reach block you, and if he can reach block you and cut you off, it's easy to kick a defense in and out. 
Okay, so if the center can cut off the front side uh, defensive tackle and the, the right tackle, left tackle, whatever it is, can kick out the defensive end that's usually lined up outside, that's why they're the end, then you have your guard working up to that linebacker. And now you have holes. Mm. So that's why I'm saying these guys are going to have to be sure up, up, up front in the middle. Those guys are going to have to dominate this game. And real, yeah. real quick, Rob, uh, before we lob it over there, Quentin Bohanna. Keep an eye on Quentin Bohan yep. as far as the injury report this yeah. week because if he can play, that'll be huge. Yeah, it's a big one. One thing real quick to add to No See in, in the Commanders game, they attacked the edges, they burned the edges, and they went at Micah Parsons too. And that's 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 something to watch too yeah. if he's on the edge because you're trying to wear him down. You're trying to wear him down over the course of the game. Uh, you mentioned Quentin Bohanna on the Eagles side. You mentioned Kelsey. He's playing. He started 127 straight games or he's something gonna play. like that. He's going to play, but they are banged up. I don't know if we mentioned that. Mylotta, Landon Dickerson, Kelsey – there might be another injury on this offensive line. It seems like it's a theme against the Cowboys defense, but that's something to watch for Philly. They they are not healthy up front. Yeah, so that's one thing that may be an Achilles heel, but even then, there's not a whole lot of it. Jaw-dropping stat to, to end us out here on Talking Cowboys today. The Eagles are one of two teams since 1940 with 12 rushing touchdowns or more or two fewer giveaways in their first five games of the season. The only other team to ever do that was the 1960 Cleveland Browns. The Browns that year were led by quarterback Milt Plum. Mm. (laughs) That's not a name you're going to remember. But then you've got two Hall of Famers that ran the football that year, Jim Brown Mm. and Bobby Mitchell. That was the last team to ever do what the Eagles have done through their first five teams of the uh, first five games of the season. Who's Jim Brown? One of two. He's only one of the best ever, if not the best <laughs> ever. Guy I've heard of. They're also the only team in this in the NFL this season with two players with over 250 yards rushing and two rushing touchdowns this year, and that's Hurts. And of course, in the backfield, it's Miles Sanders. So this offense is dangerous, but goodness gracious, so is this defense. Woo! Can't defense wait. is also def- er, dangerous, so keep that in mind. Mark Scott. Can't All right, wait. that does it for us here on Let's Talking Cowboys. On. Tomorrow we'll flip it to Isaiah's other favorite matchup, the Cowboys <laughs> offense versus the Philly defense, and we'll see what's going to happen this this week here for the Eagles and the Cowboys. For Chris Beam, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey-Walker, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you tomorrow with more Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!